So the goal of podcasting is to get listeners and leads, right? It's time to think differently, you know, about the relationship you have with the guest or the host and selling to podcast hosts instead of listeners. I chat with group coach nation owner, Chris Williams about this approach and how many podcasters are missing huge opportunities and why it's not just about transactional sales. Let's dive in. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, (laughs) who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey, guys, I've been chatting for a while on and off with uh, Chris Williams of Group Coach Nation. Such a authentic, genuine, nice guy. And obviously he knows his stuff. And we've been chatting back and forth. I'm like, I need to have you on my show. And of course, Chris, you were on um, Pod Pros, um, one of their events, as was I. So we've got some, you know, similar connections. And when I saw your topic, which was selling to podcast hosts instead of listeners, I thought such a great topic because no one talks about it. I'm glad to be talking about that. And now yeah. as you like have to wonder, am I selling to you? It's kind of, it's kind of creepy now. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to turn the table and sell to you. <laughs> I know. I'm so confused. You I know. know. We're in some weird wormhole. <laughs> but before we jump in, let me just say thanks for that authentic introduction. That sounds like a scripted thing to say. I don't mean it that way. But, but saying I, this is going to sound self-serving folks. I don't mean that y'all all know y'all know Lindsay. She's super awesome. That's why you listen to her saying I'm authentic and nice. Like, honestly, that I felt that when you said that, and, and for all of us that are doing this, everybody listening, we're all, we're all promoting ourselves in some way. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like we're all here to sell stuff to people, no matter how altruistic you want to make that sound. It is so refreshing to hang out with nice, authentic people. And I'm, I'm glad I come across that way. I mean it. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage everybody else, be yourself. You don't have to be anybody else. You are honestly, you are enough and you are just right. And reach out and share your heart, yourself, your expertise with the people in your audience and get paid for it. Do all the right stuff, but be you. That's what they actually need. I agree. And I, sometimes we all kind of are so rushed with all our to do's that we kind of forget about that relationship part. And it's like, Hey, you want to hang out for 20 minutes and have coffee or just text back and forth? It's like, it, honestly, it lights up my day. I love it. That's so great. Yeah. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yes. All right. So let's get to the good stuff <laughs> as I do. Um, now, of course, we're talking about podcasting and, you know, why we launch them. Um, you have to have a goal. Now, when you're talking to your clients, I imagine a lot of your clients have podcasts to, you know, accelerate the growth of their masterminds. What are some of the goals that stand out for you as a podcaster? Yeah. So here's what we teach just for context for everybody. We teach experts how to build high ticket masterminds and group coaching programs. Okay. So we're teaching experts how to help, like how to get their audience together, be able to charge real money to be able to change people's lives. All right. Now, if you, if you take that back into the podcasting space, the the critical thing to remember 
is that there's a couple of listeners. Remember when we were like in middle school or elementary school, you're like learning to write your first paper and the the English teacher, writing teacher is always like, well, consider your audience. That's the first thing they always do. Consider mm-hmm. who's your audience. Is it a technical audience? Is it a history buff audience? Is it a, a comedy audience? Well, consider your audience. So yeah. who are, when, when, when I think about who I'm selling to, I'm selling to experts. Podcast hosts are typically experts. Podcast audience members sometimes are. So many of you listeners right now, y'all are experts. You want to have your own mastermind group coaching program. Awesome. Come buy my stuff. Yay. No, for real. <laughs> that might be you. But but think about, like, unpack what I just said and translate that into your own world. Who are you ultimately trying to communicate to? Mm-hmm. More times than not, that's not the audience members of the podcast. And you think, yeah, but there's a thousand of them. And there's only one host. Yeah, but... If you've done podcasting long enough, you realize you could be on the largest show on the planet and get no business, yeah. or you could be on the smallest show on the planet and make a ton of money out of the best three people you've ever met. Agreed. So don't go after the numbers of podcasting necessarily. And the fastest way to do that is to go on a program like we, you just mentioned, Pod Pros, Alex Sanfilippo's company. Um, Pod Match is the company that most of us are connected with in the in Pod Pros world. That's where guests and hosts meet each other for shows. And that's a great place to go on that platform. And you can like filter people and figure out who in this community should I be reaching out to, to have an opportunity to speak to an ideal guest or host who could be a perfect client for me Mm -hmm. as well as their market, because they probably attract people like themselves. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's sometimes podcasters, I think, are one track minded, like they're just like downloads, listeners, like for me, a lot of it with my podcast is that relationship building, right? And I'm like connecting with people, having them on the show because I genuinely find their information interesting. I want to get to know them better. Maybe there is some synergy for us to work together in some way or just support each other, even, you know, from a mental standpoint, anything. Um, But it's that relationship part of of, you know, connecting with that guest on your show and so forth. It's, it's so crucial. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I think we, unfortunately, like when we're focused on listeners, downloads, all that stuff. I mean, let's just be honest, folks, that's, that's less than 1% of the podcasters out there make even a car notes worth of money on their Mm -hmm. listeners and download kind of numbers. Like, that kind of sponsorship money just really isn't there for the majority of us. Yeah. But what is there is having a real product or service that you offer and real connections to real people. And podcasting just happens to be the neighborhood or the marketplace you're hanging out in. It's if you go to the mall or to your local park, you're going to be exposed to lots of people, but that's not going to make you money. What's going to make you money is going to a select few people Mm -hmm. who probably need what you offer. And the local mall or the park podcasting in this example is just the place you hang out with those people in, but be specific. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, it's, you know, for me, let's, as an example, like if I had someone on my show, inviting someone to be a guest on your show is an easy foot in the door to actually meet them face to face for someone, you know, if you just shoot out an email, Hey, do you want to connect? Chances are you're not going to kickstart that relationship. 
where, and again, if someone invites me to be on their show and it's a fit, it's a great way to kickstart that relationship and foster that and also get a foot in the door for, you know, relationships with each other's audiences. Mm -hmm. Now, when we say like selling to podcast hosts, like what kind of selling, like, can you paint a picture of some examples? Yeah, I can. And, and I like relationships. You'll probably hear that in my tone. I know Lindsay, mm. you know that. So I'm a very relational salesperson. And that means I am not interested in just blasting a bunch of people with a marketing message, seeing how many I get back and then just like hard selling. I'm there to truly add value to that host's life and their audience's life. I'm on their show, right? Mm. It's my job to give. They're they're hosting a party. I get to be a guest. That's a cool opportunity. Don't take it for granted. Treat it wisely. And then I'm listening for, for things in that host's life during the interview or pre or post interview conversations where it's not a direct, I'm looking for a sales opportunity, but I am looking for, is there a problem they're experiencing that they're telling me about that I can help with? And gosh, if somebody, if you're, if your best friend tells you they're struggling with something, and then they say, I wish I knew how to fix this. What would you do? I mean, you're going to say, oh, I, I can help with that. Let me help you. Yeah. Or let me say, figure it out. So I know. Yeah. yeah. Just do that. It's it's not that hard, but we overcomplicate selling. We take it out of a personal relationship and put yeah. it into this ooh, business sales script. Get out of that. Like, just what would you do with a regular person in your life? Yeah, I love that. And it's like, yes, we, we all are business people and we all have goals and what have you and expertise. And some people are even intimidating, but when it comes down to it, we're all just normal Joe people. And I would rather hang out with people that I want to have a coffee or a beer with. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? That's so true. I don't want the stuck up people. They're not any fun to hang out with. No, no, <laughs> it's so not my jam. Um, so like when I hear selling to a podcast host, I automatically, everyone always says, you know, oh, the chat in the green room and like asking for like referrals and this and that. And I'm like, it all feels like I, I hate that whole, the green room talk. Um, it just feels, what's the word I'm looking for? Like cheesy and stiff. And I'm like, I, I can't even. <laughs> or a little sneaky, maybe like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. So, so here's here's how I do it. Yeah. Can you explain okay. how you do it? All right. Forget this whole pre-post show conversation. Although, can I still call you Lens? Yeah. Last time we <laughs> talked, she gave me the she gave me the friend, the friend pass on calling her Lens instead of Lindsay. Um, so if any of you get to call her that, lucky you, like you're you're in the inner circle. <laughs> so when we're before the call, before the interview, right now, Lindsay, yeah. you and I are just talking, and then after. Yeah, there's that. And honestly, I wish we recorded all that stuff and shared it because I think the pre I know, true enough, really right? Fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, but the uh the the call during the podcast itself, here's the setup that helps you understand how to help the host and sell to them if it's appropriate. I I reach out and I if I'm gonna be on your show, Lindsay, or somebody else's show, I actually just let you know I'm an expert in building high-ticket masterminds. That's all I know how to do. Mm-hmm. If I can help you or your audience with that information, I'd be more than happy to share and be on your show and, and help in any way I can. Okay, that's kind of the initial approach. If they're asking me or if I'm asking them, either way, that's ultimately where we get to. 
If they say yes to that, that means, well, they're one of two things. They either need to fill a guest spot on their show, which it's rare to have a show and have a hard time finding guest folks. It's so easy to fill your shows with guests. It usually means they want the right guest on their show and they're actually interested in my expertise about that topic. And so the show becomes a very open discovery call, almost like a mini mastermind that them asking really intelligent questions about what they're trying to accomplish, what their audience is trying to accomplish. So everybody think through what is your expertise? So go out there and talk to show hosts on Podmatch. A great example of that again, reach out. Hey, I'm an expert in this. If I can help your you or your audience, let me know. If they say yes and they read your profile on Podmatch, they already know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to realize the actual interview itself is almost a discovery call. And by the end of a 30-minute interview, you're going to realize I can help this person. And then there's no sneaky chat. It's just act the call. Hey, you asked some really great questions. Like, this is what I do. Can I help you? Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. I love that. And you're great at connecting people as well. And I think, um, and I like to do that as well. I, and I'm attracted to people that are naturally inclined to be that way. Um, I just think that's an important element. It's not all about me. It's like, how can I help you? How can I help my friend next door? How can I help someone that I spoke to, you know, four weeks ago? It's like, you have to look at the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the connection thing for me, Lens, came out of a book. I think it was called The Four Levels of Leadership. Mm. I read this like 10, 15 years ago. Um, and I remember it going through like, okay, we think of leadership as like, okay, I have to be a better leader. I have to give my team structures and I have to be a good communicator and, you know, leadershipy mm-hmm. stuff, right? Be positive, not dump my crap on other people, whatever. Um, but it like defined all these level of leadership. And that was kind of the basic stuff I just talked about. The highest level of leadership that book talked about was leaders who connect other leaders, not not so I can lead those leaders or lead those people, those tribes, but so I can say, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so. For instance, Lindsay, I think I introduced you to a guy named Josh. Um, like you two need to talk because you two are amazing leaders on your own. And that creates a, a multiplying effect in our world of just awesome things happening. And I think when we all realize that's kind of the highest level of leadership we should be attaining or trying to get to, it takes our minds off of what do I have to sell today and puts our minds on what exponential good can I be doing through lots of connections, Mm -hmm. which can't help but bring you 10 times as many leads. If you just want to get straight to money, it just it just works that way. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking karma in the universe. I'm talking just math. You connect other cool leaders that lead people and they end up sending you even more connections. Yeah. But I do believe in that whole positive energy and the connections and like, what it brings back to you. I forget the the phrasing for it, but um, I definitely believe in that. And absolutely, it's a numbers thing. <laughs> I, I, I believe in both the science and the... Yeah. Um, metaphysics of it it's it's there yeah whichever way you want to slice it and dice it it it's real yeah so what ways when we say selling with podcast hosts and there's like you know uh dollars and cents back and forth so to speak what just so someone can like 
picture it in their mind. What kind of outcomes have you seen um, through having that goal and podcast hosts connecting with the guests in that way? About, I, I haven't looked at the numbers in a, since this, before the summer break for us. So a few months ago, um, and I know I just dated this podcast, but folks, you know how it is. You kind of chill in the summertime. Reality. If it's in the middle of winter, when you listen to this, aren't you glad summer's coming? You get to chill in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I, I, we're about 10%, I'd say 10 to, I think it was like a little over 15% when I last checked, but let's say 10 is a good starting benchmark of the podcast we're on end up becoming clients. That's fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, and you say, well, Chris, that's a fairly low, let's call that a low sales and closing ratio compared to the other closes on our team we might close at 60 or 70%. But this is not a qualified lead closing strategy. This is not somebody who's gone through a funnel and already watched mm-hmm. a webinar and blah, blah, blah. I, all I did was get to go out and get published on 10 awesome platforms and I got clients out of it and zero um, percent of my energy was really focused on the whole audience. Like, I know we're talking to you guys right now and I do this on every show, yeah. but, but it's really like, how can I help the host? If you yeah. go to the coolest neighborhood party or your family dinner, this, this holiday season, whatever's next holiday for you in your life. And you focus your attention on who's the host of this party. You walk in, say hi to a few friends. And you walk up to the host and be like, Hey, can I serve drinks? Can I help with hors d'oeuvres? What can I help you with in the kitchen? You're going to freaking make a friend and you're getting invited back to that party. Oh yeah. So serve the host. That's why we're there. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Cause it's so true. <laughs> um, but even it's like, you know, I don't have like a high level mastermind, but I certainly have clients that do that might need your help. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, you can also like, who are my clients? Who were, who is my audience? Like, extending that and like how you can, how you can benefit from that, but how that relationship may be beneficial to, to both parties and make it a win-win. Absolutely. Pay it forward, folks. You, yeah. you just can't help it. Can I say one other thing about this topic, Lindsay? Yeah. Okay. And, and folks, I'm like pulling back the curtains on all this and showing you like what's really inside these machines. This is relationships. It matters. Think about this way you're all listening to Lindsay because you trust her, right? You're you're not listening to just Chris Williams episode right now today, Group Coach Nation stuff. That might be what caught your attention, but then you're gonna listen to several other episodes or listening to mine because you've already heard Lindsay talk to other guests and you're kind of going through the, the list of her episodes. That's like, you trust Lindsay. That's why you're here. So think about this way. You already trust Lindsay. You're obviously interested in podcasting and getting your social media, all stuff like lined up using the assets well. Freaking lean into Lindsay and ask her questions. Like, like hire her to do stuff or ask her questions about how to get the next step. That's what she's an expert in. You already trust her. Okay. Translate that over to any of you being on somebody else's show. You have to realize that those show listeners are not there for you. They're there for the actual host. And so the best thing you can do is encourage the host and their, their audience on things they're already talking about, that will connect you to them more mm-hmm. than trying to steal the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody loves a camera hog or a mic hog. They and obviously we're we get on the show, so we're supposed to sit here and talk a bunch, like I'm doing right now. On and on and on, Chris freaking show. 
but, <laughs> but, but our jobs as show guests is really to serve the host and serve the audience. And that's usually around the topic that's already being covered. For instance, I haven't spoken a lot about how to build a mastermind. Most of what we're talking about is podcasting because that's what we're here to talk mm-hmm. about. But even about relationship building more than anything, really, mm-hmm. and focusing on your relationship with the podcast host versus thinking about the audience right off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of podcasters don't necessarily lean into that part of it. Um, and I think they're missing out on huge opportunities um, by kind of forgetting about that part of it. I mean, Chris, I've had guests that have been on the show and just to flip the you know, the other side of the mic, me being a host, having guests come on, I've signed up for affiliate programs for their apps and softwares and obviously are supporting them in their business journey. But I'm also, you know, capitalizing when people sign up for those things and they're great call to actions in my, in my content, but I've created like amazing, like partnerships, referrals, you know, white label, um, and people are, I, I just, there was one guy that was on my show and next week I'm sharing about a program that he has just in my email, just because I think it's a value to my audience. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to gain from it in any way or form. I just think it's the right thing to do. So mm-hmm. there's so many different ways, you know, to benefit from those relationships. So true. The relationships are the best. I I, it's just, they're the best. I can't wait to see where this one goes. I mean, truly, I don't mean yeah. selling you something, Lindsay. I love talking about this in front of your audience. I mean, like we've already connected each other, multiple friends. Like we're both winning in a big way just because yeah. we're being nice to each other. And that's a, that's a cool thing about most of the humans on planet earth are just nice people. Yeah. Folks get out there, have fun. And same with like being online, you, you sometimes you can feel kind of like in your own little bubble, <laughs> like when you actually connect with another human being, you're like, oh, I'm not alone in this journey. Right. Like that has value. <laughs> we're both stuck in our little studios right now talking our heads off and like yeah <laughs> <"The person." laughs> I know but it's nice to see like face to face for sure now when podcast hosts or guests are have that goal of selling to a podcast host building that relationship um to help each other out and serve in a bigger way have you seen any like are there any mistakes that we should avoid or are there any tips that you would give someone yeah, I'd say the, the only thing, the big thing that pops in my mind is be careful with your time, folks. You can fill your schedule with all of the chats you want to, and you won't make any money and you won't be sustainable and you'll burn out. Make sure you're filling your schedule, however much of that is, two hours a day or 10 hours a day, whatever it is right for you, filling your schedule with a well-curated list of relationships you're going to become like the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And most of us spend time with like 20 people a week in this digital space. Mm -hmm. Pick the people on your calendar wisely. That's a great point. And it's okay to say, no, you don't have to say yes to everyone that, that approaches you. And for me, it's like, obviously I see what the other person's like. I check on like, what is their personality? What are they like in video? I don't know. That's just important for me. And then I also like, what is their expertise? Do I want to learn more about it? You know, who is their audience? And yeah, it, most of it honestly is personality. 
if I just feel that connection with them somehow. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. And it's just like picking your friends. Yeah. It's again, don't overcomplicate it because it's business. Think about yes. it just like you would any other friend group. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Um, now they say, of course, you know, in sales or relationships or whatever, that of course it's all in the follow-up. Do you have a particular strategy that works for you when you're building these kinds of relationships? That's a great question. Man, you're asking good questions. Get into the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you gotta follow up. Here's the here's the thing about relationally based business models. All right. If you're running huge ad budgets and funnels, then it's less relational, right? The more relational you are, the more time it takes. So you need to figure out how to systemize as much of the relationship building as possible, not to make it fake, but to make it something scalable, something that won't take you literally sitting in front of your Facebook chat for 10 hours a day. And that can mean hiring a staff member, a virtual administrator, somebody to help you manage communication and answer most of the questions that come through. It could be having a, a really like, common, most common uh, 20, 30 questions that get asked in any kind of communication, email or whatever else, or pod manager, wherever, just so somebody else can help you like, oh, I see that question. I mean, really, folks, I get so many questions on all of our social platforms and pod messages like that all the time. And it's really, it's really the same set of questions over and over and over again. Interesting. Yeah. So we have those compiled. And if it's on the list, a team member of mine helps answer that like on Podmatch. If it's not on the list, they just send it up to me or some of my, on my team who can answer it. We get answered. Just yeah. you, I'm, I'm looking, I guess another way to say that Lindsay is I'm looking for anything I do three times in a row, typically within a month. So when I realize I've done this three times this week, I know I need a system or a process to take that off my plate because it's already been done. It's now documented. And if I don't document that and hand it off to someone else or another system, then honestly, I'm just creating a bottleneck and I'm going to slow my growth down. So true. I need to take that lesson to heart because <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> at that. I know it is. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. But I like that measure of like if there's three things you did that week that really you shouldn't be doing and someone else could. Um that's of huge value because it is hard to scale your business and, you know, take those things off your plate. And I am a firm believer in systems. Love me a good system, um, project management tools. And because it's the only way you can stay organized. Otherwise things slip through the cracks and like, we're so on to the next thing. It's just way too easy. Do you, what tools do you use? Like, do you use we, project management tool or spreadsheets or just out of curiosity? Yep. We use Rike, W-R-I-K-E, for our project and task management suite. It's like Asana. And so yeah, many others. I've heard you know, of it, it, but I've never touched it. Yeah. Project and task management. Any of those systems are good. Here's the key about project and task management. You have to be able to keep it organized by project and task. You have to be able to invite different collaborators to the mm -hmm. specific task. And you have to be able to communicate about that task exclusively inside that system. That way you can get away from emails, texts, and everything else. And everything stays in one spot. Okay, that's important. The mm -hmm. second thing we use is Go High Level. We use Go High Level for our CRM, all of our content housing, landing pages, everything is built through oh, wow. Go High Level because it keeps it all in one place. And that is such a critical thing to have all simplified. Go High Level, folks. 
it's we've we've lost ClickFunnels, Keep, Kajabi, so many other systems. Uh, several thousand dollars with the software yeah. into Go High Level, and it's like three hundred bucks a month. Like Go That's High Level decent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I use Kartra, and I have it all in one because uh, yeah, Great. it makes it easy. Yeah. Great example. Get it all in one. Whatever it is, get it all. Yeah, in one. I love it. And I love that even though your team is doing those things, it still feels like it's you, <laughs> like your, your voice and your like genuine personality, it still comes through. And that's because it's, if you've asked a question, Lynn's in, in particular, if, if it was answered by me or by a team member, it was literally my voice. It was literally my words. It, like just because somebody else and asked the same question a week before you and we use the same answer doesn't make it less authentic. Mm -hmm. At some point, folks, you just can't deal with the volume that our modern tech world gives us when it comes to communication. And you you gotta be able to like let 90% of that go to the stuff that turns out to be very repetitious. Mm -hmm. So true. And in the relationship part of it, um, and with the follow-up and so forth, like I've had people that are like touching base with me, like a little too much. <laughs> and then other people that just fall off the face of the planet. I'm like, Oh, what happened to them? Um, so how do you find that like happy medium of still fostering that relationship? Um, you know, to whether it's working together or whatever it may be, or like there's a weird fine line, right? There is. So here's the, here's the continuum. Um, you let me know when you need to wrap up, Lindsay. I know we're, we're over time. Okay. You guys are awesome to listen to us for this long. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the continuum is something like this in my mind. I have the close personal friendship. Okay. My buddy, Josh, who I work out with three times a week at the gym. Okay. We've known each other for 15 years, been working out together 15 years, all the way to the, um, the most businessy relationship which is somebody I'm never going to be really personal friends with, but we're doing good things in business together. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's this continuum and I, we all have to like pick out and I, I hate to overdo it, but we have to pick out like probably 20 to 30 relationships max in your life that you can actually impact mm -hmm. for the year. Okay. So I can, I can impact a couple of friends and I can impact a couple of business people but I have to be really choosy about that. So I don't, I don't entertain 150 or a thousand relationships at once because I'll lose the important ones. Mm. And it's not to say that somebody I've not spent as much time with is not important as a human. It's to say, look, during these hours of the day, I have bills to pay. I got staff to support and a family to support. Mm. And these relationships are going to be ones that I'm going to hold closely and be a super awesome person with, but they're about money. It, it is what it is. And then the ones that are in the personal side, these are my closest friends. We're talking friendships. I try my best not to cross those two and mix that line in a continuum because I need to know there's a clear line. Otherwise, get too involved in a business relationship and then we start like having therapy sessions and then <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like I didn't have space for another real friend in my life yeah and yeah this isn't weird so keep it clean yeah that makes keep, total keep sense normal. yeah and I find for me like I just listen to my gut like what feels good and what like it sounds all woo-woo-y but like 
yeah, just like what feels good and doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. That's, I, that's kind of what I go with. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I so appreciate this conversation and no one really talks about that element of it. It's all, you know, social media and Facebook ads and stats and all that hoo-ha, but um, yeah, my business, I'm more relationship oriented and like my clients are good friends. I've had them for years. Um, my team members I love, and I'm like, I can't imagine having it any other way personally. I'm a big fan of stats because you have to have them to scale. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but all the stats have to be built on a relational foundation. So we say in our organization at group coach nation a lot to automate the organic. So once we've proven an organic relationship that works for lead gen or sales or anything else, then you can automate that, meaning delegating a little bit of the communication to a team member or going full on into a webinar and an ad set. But if there's a successful webinar or ad set, even something that extreme, the stats that go around that are really just measuring the continued success of what we've already proven to work in real organic relationships. We're just turning the volume up with a structure. So make sure as you guys like think through what can I scale up and grow beyond something bigger than myself, make sure that you're automating only what you've proven to work organically. Mm -hmm. That's such a valuable point. Um, now, before we go, I do want people to know how to connect with you and understand your expertise uh, fully, especially, you know, a lot of our listeners do have masterminds or want to start a group coaching program to scale their business and grow. Um, I know you've got a free training as well that we can of course share in the show notes as well. Yeah. So here's where people drop off podcast, right? I know you're about to end it. Skip to the next one. I get it. I do the same exact thing. It's true though. Let me explain what, what I have and why it works. Okay. Like, let me, again, let's pull a cover off this thing. I think that's so important for all of us. Lindsay's going to drop a link that is a free video training you can watch. Okay. Here's why it works. It's yes, it's a free video training. You know what's there. I'm trying to sell you our stuff. Okay. I get it. <laughs> like we're, we're all grownups here. So here's why it works though. Our free video trainings aren't about here, watch a, an hour and a half long webinar and get pitched a $57 product or an upsell and upsell and upsell. It's not at all. There's no pitching in our stuff. We just want you to understand the business model of group coaching or masterminding in a, in a really profitable way. And if you want more information, you can't jump on a website and buy from us. You actually have to talk to someone on our team mm. for us to be able to bet, is this even a work for you? And that's what we're sending you to. That's, we put together a video just for you guys. And it just walks you through, here's the basic model of how you get leads, how you price a program, some pitfalls to watch out for, and how we actually work with clients. And if that's something that's meaningful to you, then click the link she's going to drop and, and go check it out. Perfect. I love your approach. I so appreciate you. And I'm so glad we've met. And um, I know we'll stay in touch. I am too, Lindsay. All you Lindsay fans out there, lean in, ask her questions. She's got your back. All right. I appreciate you, Chris. Thank you so much. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. 
And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.